Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. Griff Karga said you were coming back. We have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Luke, or Lulu Lunatic, online, here with a regular co-host, Dave. Hey, hey, everybody. I don't have an online name. One day. And uh, we have a very special guest. We have Tom, Tommy Adams, otherwise known as Megasilver. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we'll start off with a couple of basic questions. For yourself, like, is there, um, whereabouts are you? Like, uh, what, what squad do you represent? Are you part of any squadrons for X-Wing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the Bluegrass Squadron. I'm located out in Kentucky, like the dead center just about of Kentucky. And I have to drive about an hour and a half to my closest gaming group. And they're wow. also in another time zone. I'm in Central Time, and they're in Eastern. So I have to account for like a two and a half hour time difference to go and play, basically. Oh, yeah, because you have to worry about driving back. And yeah. Yep. That's total dedication. We get, we get mad respect there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind too much. I'm actually where I'm at. I can go to a lot of different places, but it is like at least an hour. So that's the main problem. But I don't mind. I'm used to long drives now, which we'll find out later, I guess, about um, LSO. Yeah, so you'll be driving to Texas for that? Uh, yeah, 11 and a half hours. Oh, my goodness. I've drove to the... Um, uh, the FFG Center and the Pennsylvania. Well, I didn't drive. I tagged along. But I've I've been in a car for that long, for like 12 hours and stuff. So I'm used to long car drives for big events. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the drive. Yeah, so, so you're recording from Kentucky. Is that where you've always been? Like, how did you, like, first learn about X-Wing? Like, where did you start? Well, my first miniatures game was actually HeroScape. Okay. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or not. Not HeroClix, HeroScape. I'm not but, quite familiar with it. Uh, no. the, I, th- the I basic, think I've heard of it. Yeah, the basic premise, uh, which uh, the title was like the Battle of All Time. It's a miniatures game. They're already pre-painted. Very cheap at the time, but this is back 2004 to 2011, basically. You have robots fighting... Samurai fighting like revolutionary soldiers and uh, ninjas, elves on this 3D terrain. And it's very fun. It's very simple rule set on it. That was my first competitive miniatures game. And um, for X-Wing, I've always been like an okay fan of, of Star Wars and stuff. I was more into Stargate. That was my 
star star related stargate awesome yes i i love stargate so much i i, I love that movie actually i like sg1 as well but that movie i i really i find it an underrated series yeah i i'm honestly not a fan of the movie but look, i oh, started no. on the sg1 series okay maybe why i'm biased but anyway um actually when i got into x-wing i started liking star wars i started getting into it more at that point i was more into it because of oh these are cool looking miniatures very simple to learn and stuff much like heroescape and i started getting into it more i i've had the game itself for a couple years but didn't get into it competitively because i only had time for one game and i was already in heroescape competitively so i was focused more on that but near the end of college I had more time, so I started double dipping in both events and playing stuff. And a lot of my friends who played Heroescape started playing X Wing locally too. So that helped a lot. Yeah. That's um, the TDLR of, of the stuff. Yeah, X Wing isn't. It's X Wing's the first like wargaming game that I had really learned to play properly. <laughs> I can't say that when I dabbled in Warhammer that I, I played anything properly. <laughs> I I was just in high school. I didn't think I knew the rules. I think that we uh, we whacked each other with those silly red rulers more than we actually used them for the game. <laughs> um, the, the farthest I've gotten into Warhammer is the, uh, the standalone games like um, uh, Silver Tower. Warhammer Quest, and uh, what's the other one? The one with the jungle. I can't think of the name of it right now. But I don't. I've not really gotten into the whole big aspect of that. I don't have time, honestly, and stuff. But I like the the side games a lot, and the universe and stuff. So, well, before we kind of dive into painting, talking about X Wing, you've been uh, making some tournament splashes, right? Like, what what was your what did you would you say that you started really getting into like competitive X-wing? Because you've been on a um, few top cuts that I've seen. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. That was 2015. Um, that was right when uh, Wave Wave Five and Force Edition came out. That was just happenstance. That's when I discovered uh, Z95s existed and I could spam ships. And I didn't like the idea of spamming TIE Fighters, which is why part of the reason why I didn't jump in as early. But I've always liked playing competitive stuff. That's the main reason why I, I want to play these games and want to compete. I may not want to bring the meta list, but I want to probably bring something like just under that. Well, when you're um, driving so far, you're really uh, uh, committed so you might as well be committed to the competitive side of things. You're not driving 12 hours just for fun. Well, well I guess it, yeah. it is for fun, but... Yeah, I do want to have fun, and I also want to do well. And then that keeps fighting against each other. Like, I want to bring something that says, this is me, I'm not copying somebody, but then yeah. also I want to do well, and that's not always easy. <laughs> but you don't want to travel that far to not be able to prove something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But yeah, the goal is always obviously to have fun. <laughs> like mm. 
I, the furthest I've traveled is only two two and a half hours with Dave to go up to Toronto. So, uh, I have not had the privilege of going to a big American event. Um, Hopefully this year, or at least twenty twenty two. Yeah. Do you have any um, tournament results uh, in the most recent uh, GSP stuff? That I, uh, I... Yeah. I haven't been doing as well this season. I've been about breaking even or just under. But um, like the last last event was that Dagobah. I yeah. uh, I went two and three, unfortunately. But I had a I had a list. I've been flying a full ship rebel list. I've been flying for a while, and I just I've been having trouble keeping like the pressure on. I have really hard dice, but then I can't keep time on target for some reason. But it was also you... like overnight time too for me. It was like three a three a.m. or four a.m. start time for me for that. So. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. So it would have been three a.m. for you because it would have been four a.m. start time for me, I yeah. believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was uh, I managed to get top sixteen in Bespin, so I got that's lucky cool. there, and I decided. I'll just uh, if I have time to practice, great before November. <laughs> but um, yeah, I decided not to wake up at four a.m. for Dagobah. My plan is to play in every single one of them. I've only missed one because of uh, planting season on the farm. I is like we have a short window of no rain to plant, so we're gonna plant, and like that has happened to overlap at that one time. Yeah, it's been cool to see your name pop up and uh, and all that fun stuff. Um, we do a little fun thing here on the show, the Wikipedia Deep Dive. I, th- I think that we can kind of start off with that, and then we can go into Deep Dive about some uh, painting stuff. All um, right. We'll, we'll talk about as much as we can with painting, as it is a, a podcast format. I'm not sure. It's kind of... <laughs> It's not as easy as like a, a paint cast where you get to see everything, but um, we'll try and like I I I dabble in painting myself, so it'll, it'll, I think we can kind of figure out something to talk about there. Uh, let me just um, pull out Yasby here. So what I'm doing for the listeners at home, I'm just on uh, yet another squadron builder, and uh, I'm just going to randomize a squad. Uh, can I get uh, any faction from you, Tommy? Uh, let's go with Rebel. Rebels. That's my when it's my default. I don't know what faction to bring for an event, so that's my default to go to. All right, so I'm gonna find the first character that I see, and that's Aaron Kraken. Hey, the Z95s. Awesome. <laughs> Z95s are my the whole reason I started playing competitively, so it's perfect. Well, the one of the reasons, but yeah. All right, I'm gonna find um, Wikipedia okay. here, and I'm gonna copy and paste that into the Discord, into our podcast Discord here. I'll I'll post it into the Twitch chat as well. All right, well, it doesn't look like we have a lot here for the. Oh, oh, never mind. We do have a lot. Oh boy. <laughs> we're not we're not going to read everything, but uh, Tommy, since you picked Rebels, would you mind uh, reading the first blurb there? Um, 
kind of after the the quote here, we got, who's your friend? General Aaron Kraken, head of security and intelligence for the rebellion. All right, anyway, uh, the little blurb to that. All right. Uh, Aaron Kraken was a hu uh, human male who served as a general and a chief of intelligence in the alliance to restore the Republic and later the New Republic during the Galactic Civil War. All right. We'll just, uh, yeah, we'll might as well read the, the first two paragraphs here. Dave, do you mind doing the, the next part? Yeah, sure. So uh, he's chief of Alliance Intelligence. Even before the Alliance to Restore the Republic was established, the male human Aryan Kraken was an accomplished freedom fighter. It was he who led the planetary militia that freed his homeworld from the oppression of the Galactic Empire, which led him to be fast-tracked to General's Commission within the Alliance military. By the time the Battle of Scarif, by the time of the Battle of Scarif, Kraken served as the chief of rebel intelligence. Kraken was personally involved in setting up spy networks throughout the Outer Rim, so rebel intelligence was represented on the Rebel Council by one of his trusted field operatives, General Davitz Draven. Despite his absence, he still compiled a dossier regarding Operation Fracture at Mon Mothma's, Mon Mothma's request. And sometime after the Battle of Yavin, while serving in his capacity of head of security and intelligence, and confronted with the responsibility of rescuing three rebel spies in danger of capture, Kraken showed reluctance in recruiting smuggler Han Solo for the mission. However, he was convinced by Princess Leia Organa, citing the fact that they were running out of options and out of time. Okay. Does that continue here? Yeah. Uh, despite the their victory against the Empire at Yavin, the rebels were forced to abandon their uh, headquarters on Yavin 4, protecting Senator Mon Mothma. The Alliance's chief of state became a priority of intelligence. At some point, Chief Kraken came to the conclusion that killing Emperor Palpatine could end the war in one swift blow. A swift blow. However, previous assassination attempts were known to have failed due to the Emperor's force-fueled ability to sense int intentions. Therefore, Kraken thought it necessary to create a superweapon that could be fired from half the galaxy away, making it impossible to, to detect. One analysis of Imperial propaganda revealed that the rogue archaeologist Shelly Afra, I'm assuming that's Dr. Afra, yeah. uh, possessed the ancient uh, lightsaber sniper rifle known as the Far Killer. Kraken sent extraction team Miss Missary Cord to retrieve both Afra and the artifact and bring them to the trading posts. Shung Tesk. There, the chief of intelligence attempted to rally the archaeologists to the Alliance's cause. He explained to her how the rebels could uh, create a high-energy superweapon by reverse-engineering the Far Killer, giving them a chance to destroy the Imperial Palace at a great distance. Um, interesting stuff there. Kraken. There's a lot of stuff about him in the books and in the novels. Um, uh, cold hard facts in the chat pointing out that uh, he's referenced and shows up in the Alphabet Squadron books as well. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff here. Yeah, I think the main thing that he's probably known for, well, him and uh, Blount, is that during the Battle of Endor, they were the guys manning the turrets on the Falcon. It's both of those characters right now. Yeah, That's what I always found out about him. Was, here's, was here's one interesting thing from this. So it says at the bottom, it's behind the scenes. 
So in, in Legends continuity, the character of Kraken was created for the 91 source book Kraken's Rebel Field Guide, and then they uh, backwards engineered it so that an, uh, an unnamed rebel aboard the Millennium Falcon in Return of the Jedi, played by Michael Stevens, he was later consolidated to be that character. And so cool. current continuity has maintained the identity of General Kraken as the rebel from Jedi. That's cool. But yeah, there's some there's some cool stuff there. I mean, all from a Z95 pilot who has a cool ability. Yeah, I I just wish that it wasn't a red action. Yeah, it's maybe from an action treating it as red. Yeah, I think that's the so only he, thing holding him back, really. But I mean, he's Initiative Five. He could help with like your other Initiative Five and Six pilots, I guess. But that's also thirty six points you're putting out on a Z95. <laughs> Yeah, kind of the same problem he had back in Force Edition. Except it wasn't a red... He didn't get... I don't think he got stressed. Well, when you got stuff like um, Hera and Garbage Shenanigans, it's kind of hard to justify this ability over all the other crazy stuff Rebels has at the moment with Focus passing and with Jin uh, Evade passing. That's some cool stuff there. The next kind of little um, subject I was hoping to talk about was kind of the painting side of the X-wing hobby, it's uh, it's an interesting little thing because X-wings, as we uh, as we all know, all the models come pre-painted, so mm-hmm. you're really going out of your way to to modify these ships. It's not like Warhammer or Armada; like everything has to be painted yourself. Like you could just take these out of the box and you're good to go. But of course, if you're an artist at heart, or you just love to have everything made for just yourself, or you just you just like to mess with stuff, then painting is kind of a, a cool thing to do. I mean, I was going to ask you about all this stuff that you've been doing with uh, Gold Squadron. Uh, every single event I've seen, you've been had one or two ships on there that are part of the giveaways. I was going to ask, uh, how did you kind of started doing that with Dion like did he reach out to you did you reach out to him was he was he actively looking for somebody to kind of help him out uh, uh no he did not contact me ahead of time i um during the pandemic and stuff i kind of watching the streams i kind of noticed that like it felt like to me like he was like, trying to stretch what supplies he had left over because he had no events to pull from and um, I kind of wanted to help out with the prizes and stuff. And then when it came around to the Black Championships with the uh, the planet, I um, I like, oh well, this is a good opportunity here. I can help him get more juicy prizes out there, and so he wouldn't have to like stretch his own budget or anything to have something as a prize. And so I I like. I, I offered up to paint ships as prizes for it. And then I don't know if you realize at the time I was meaning like every single event to do one. And um, basically how I went from there on that. I, I started painting stuff back when I was uh, dabbled in Imperial Assault for a little bit. Okay. Because it annoyed me with not having them painted to play with them. I like to have my stuff painted 
on, on that one at least. Tomstown, I only did that about half the stuff <laughs> for that about what I played with, but um, for the painting and stuff, I don't feel like I am as good as a lot of other play, uh, painters and stuff. But so I kind of stick more to the simple paint jobs and stuff. I actually have a buddy of mine. If I want something very nice and detailed, I let him handle that. And like, especially if I want it to match like the official pilots and stuff, I usually let him do that. But if I'm doing something more casual or just like a simple paint job or something I want to give away on like the stream and stuff, I'll be like, oh, I can handle it. And then I'll, mm -hmm. I'll paint it by myself. I've, I've dabbled. Um, and I have some um, ones that I'm proud of. And I, I was a big fan of the paint cast when that was going on as well. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking Jane. forward to them. Yeah. And yeah, the new, the new show. Are you part of that show? that is going to be putting on? No. And after seeing all of the people who um, who did get it, it's like, yeah, I am I am nowhere near the level with that stuff. <laughs> Actually, yeah. my buddy um, who paint, he doesn't even play X-Wing. He plays other games. He play, Well, Heroescape. That's how I met him. But it's like, I said, you got to get it on, in on this. Even though you don't play, you like painting my ships for me. And he got invited, and he showed off one of the ships I that he painted for me, to be honest. So, so yeah, I'm That's hoping awesome. the next season. I, yeah, it, it will be. Yeah, I signed up. I tried not to be intimidated too much, and then I, <laughs> I posted. Um, there was a secret Santa that I did a couple years ago, um, yeah. and I ended up pulling Luke Carrington. So I, uh, who hosted the paint cast before, um, yeah. and so I, I tried my best to, like, I, I poured my heart out into that ship just to make it as best it could, as it could be, because he's the guy that I watch for my painting tips. Yeah. So I painted a, a, a Y-Wing, a Republic Y-Wing for, um, and I painted it Legend of Zelda style. So there was a Hylian oh, cool. shield on the back as detailed as I can make it, and then there's yellows and greens. And I, I tried to make it highlighted all nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. I was in that one as well that year, and um, I got Kyrian, and um, I had a spare Thai Reaper, and I painted, painted it in false auto columns. Again, really simple repaint. But I had fun doing that one, so that's when I sent him. So, yeah, I ended up getting a, a resistance A wing, um, and then I think I just need to buy one more, and then I had five, so I picked up one more, and so I have like four of them painted and one of them not. Just keep it the tally lintry colors. Nice. Yeah. The um. I see. I I I got one that's painted up that I did myself. I put it with yellow and red instead of the uh, white and red color and stuff. And I have one that's uh, one for um, that's the white and red that, that I got painted up. Well, I didn't paint it. I had my buddy paint it at the time because he's already working on this stuff. Yeah. So for people listening at home, let let's try and get. Let's get it this as visual as possible. So when you <laughs> when you, when you're painting, 
what kind of setup do you have? Do you have a like a full table set out with like a whole bunch of uh, acrylic paints? Like, do you have an airbrush set up as well? Uh, I don't have... airbrush. Okay, neither do I. So I was just curious. No, I do have a dedicated small table that has all my paint on it and paint on the table too. Like I spilled more than one bottles of wash. <laughs> Yeah, I lost a whole lot of null oil. I'm so sad about that. That was a pricey bottle of it. But yeah, so for anyone listening at home that's never used sorry, like the, the null oil or any of the shaders, um, you can buy a big bottle. It doesn't matter. Because you lose it super fast if it tips over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that it was one of the tall bottles of it. But the null well, oil is basically the black wash. It's yeah. the uh, liquid palette. Yeah, I've heard it called that. Yeah. Basically, if you don't know what wash to put on anything when you paint, that's your default option. Is this the black? Yeah. Black so black. when I started out kind of painting miniatures, like, uh, or when I kind of restarted painting miniatures, it was all blotchy mess when I was doing Warhammer Orcs. But um, so for games like Mice and Mystics, Oh, that's or, a fun game. Or, or or stuff fables, like those miniatures. Like my wife and I were painting them, and then we're like, "Hmm, that looks okay." And then we splashed some non oil on it, and we're like, "Oh, those look fantastic." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's that good. Do cause... you prime your miniatures before Sorry. you paint them? Uh, it uh, sometimes. If I'm like plan on painting a whole bunch of stuff, um, then I'll put it on a blank and I'll spray paint it in a white or black with the the primer um, outside and let that dry. Uh, it can help if you're too lazy to like wash your miniatures and then dry them off. And yeah, uh, my default now is always the Rustoleum Flat Gray Primer. Okay. I... Because I have found that whenever I try to do white primer, it actually does not cover it completely. It tends huh. to splotch. And the black primer, for a lot of the miniatures that I paint, it actually makes it too dark to work. So yeah, my I... default now has been the flat gray. And then if I want it to be a white primer, I'll prime white over top of that. And it creates like a shading effect. For the recesses because my the primer that I'm the white primer that I use doesn't cover completely, that's why. And then, if I do want to paint it black, once again, I can do a thin primer black over top and it has like a similar effect, it doesn't make it too dark that way. And that's my default for like 90% of my repaint, yeah. So, when you um kind of figure out your projects, like. Is there a certain type of ship uh, that you always decide, oh, this is the kind of ship I want to paint today? Like, I have so many ships where I feel like I need multiple of them so that I have, like, the original paint job and then I can yeah, kind I of go be... crazy on the other one. Like, do you, do you, um, do you always pick ships that, uh, that you have multiple of? Uh, yeah, okay. well, funny. So I I do the same thing. I always try to keep an original copy um, of a of the repaint or of the of the paint job. But um, it's actually twofold. Was that the? Um, I bought 
I have bought two large collections at very cheap prices for the sole reason of having ships repaint. The cheap, the best deal I got was like a three or four hundred dollars worth collection for seventy five dollars. And oh, that's, that's awesome. That, that's where I pull most of my repaints at this point now. It's just just and I am I I love having my ships match the official paint jobs on the cards whenever possible. Like if they, the card has an official repaint on it, it's like if I'm flying that pilot, it has to match that pilot or some upgrade on there. Otherwise, I will like if I feel in the mood, I'll repaint a ship for like some theme or something and then use it. And yeah, I even made custom cards. I have a custom card I made for some of my pilot like oh i got this repainted for this pilot doesn't match anything i officially have i'll just take a picture of it and use it for my card art so do you have a a cool way of making your own art yeah do do you have a custom painted nadru shulak since you love the z95 uh yes way back in first edition (laughs) that's one of the first repaints i got commissioned nice and i have a whole squad of power ranger z95s oh wow all at the same time. I bought eight packs of the most wanted, so I had enough Z95 to be painted. And I had eight squads of uh, eight packs of the Rebel Z95 too. So I have over 16 at this point Z95s. Wow. <laughs> all at least custom painted. Yeah, I ended up with two of the most wanted. I, I really like that white uh, Black Sun Z95 with the little oh, yeah. Black Sun on it. Yeah. Plus, I wanted two of those Y Wings that came with it. So. Oh, they look so good. Yeah. So, that's a, a cool way of thinking about it. Now that I think about it and kind of list off our ships like that I've painted, I know that my cousin painted Jost Arrow's ship, the orange with the tiger stripes. I haven't done it yet. It's on the backlog. <laughs> but but now that you mention it, like painting ships of of the card art, that's kind of a thing that I like to do as well. Just uh, like I I like the um, the red ship for Lulo, so I have that on mm-hmm. the who was it Greer in the comics or uh, in a book or yeah, he flies a purple A wing. Yeah, but it's not purple in the card art, so I made a purple. A-Wing for her. The prototype Hera B-Wing before that became an actual thing. I painted that up. FFG did a good job with that. Yeah, it's pretty easy. So I took one of my M3As and painted it like Genesis Red, which is basically just uh, all black with red engines. Yeah, I did not Very easy. Very easy. I did not paint that one. I had my buddy paint that, but I was also back in first edition before I really started painting stuff. I really picked up on it, X-Wing stuff for my own personal paints more in the second edition. So, so you do custom ones as well? Like for yourself? I mean, I, I don't, I'm yeah, not trying so to I do have a few. work from you, but, but like, um, but like, I do like off brand. I just don't have it listed. Okay. I will take them, but I don't have it listed. Just for I do have like the pickle squadron I'm doing for Dion. That Isofane commissioned from me. I, I still need to work on that. I'm almost done with the pickled resistance squad. You mean like a dill okay. pickle or something? I don't know. Uh, 
if you go on the Goat Squadrons, um, well, it's probably way behind at this point. If you search my name on the galleries on the GSP Discord, you see a bunch of the pickled ships that I've done from him. Okay. This is a base green, and then some dark green and some yellow is the main color scheme. Ball. Okay. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Yes. Speaking of uh, pickles, when that whole thing started with Dion finding people finding out that Dion hates pickles, I do too. Um, you do hate pickles. <laughs> My you brother pickles. would not leave me alone about it. So he loved to breathe it. Yeah. How, how do you eat a burger? No pickles. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not like I don't hate pickles, but I'm not a, like I don't go out of my way to have one. The main um, problem is that the, the aftertaste just sticks with me. That's why. I don't so I, I don't know, Luke, if you've been to the to the Mustang Drive-in around here. Have yeah, you I've been, been there. there. Yeah, it's been a so, long time. Okay, well, maybe you don't. So you guys don't like pickles. I assume if you go to the drive-in, you don't order the chili dilly, which is a big ass frozen pickle on a stick. So you can <laughs> suck on it all night. Oh my god! No. Okay. All right. Well, Everybody's got different tastes. Definitely but not a big. There, there is nothing like a big frozen pickle in the middle of the summertime while you're watching a movie under the stars. I can think of a million things better than that. <laughs> well, I mean, there's things better, but it's pretty interesting in your mouth. Uh, well, back to the earlier thing about stuff that I've repainted for myself. I have, um, I don't know if you guys watched the Resistance TV show. Uh, yeah, some uh, of it. There was, a, there was an episode where um, the Forced Order had a black and red Z90, uh, T70 they used for training. It was like an automated drone kind of thing. And then uh, a buddy of mine, Kieran, he, he actually made his own card art based off of that. I'm like, that card art looks really cool. I'm going to repaint my own ship to look like that. And then I, I got permission from him to make a card from that artwork. So now I have a my Lieutenant Bastion is flying the tide, uh, the drone version of that T70. Speaking of resistance, yeah, that that art style is really cool. But speaking of resistance, um, do you think that the fireball and the TIBA are the only ships that we're going to get out of that show? Well, no. well, well we're getting the the uh, the Tie S was it the Tie Bomber, but also oh, that, right. that that one was also in the comics, false technically. So. And and the, we're getting the Y wing apparently, the Resistance Y wing. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a two pack, I think. Well, based on diesel, I think it was. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I think so. But I think also that technically showed up first in the Rise of Skywalker, so that doesn't really count. Oh, um, oh I didn't realize that. I okay. heard anything I would... about that. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of spoiled. Um, um, Crabbook was talking about it a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if I, I th- if we do get more from the show, I'm going to imagine it's going to come like in a two or three pack kind of thing. Well, I don't. Do They'll have like, like some more the the fibers. The which? Do what? I'm sorry. Wh- which ones were you talking about? Like the other racers from the. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm. I'm surprised some of those haven't come out yet because you could do the same thing. That they did with the uh, the the scum 
uh, TIE Fighter, right? It's it's got four named pilots because there really there are no generic pilots for those racing ships, but they did have weapons, and you could just I don't know make up four characters, right? Or even a generic. You can make up a generic. It's not a big deal. But generally, I don't know. That's not how racing works. But yeah, well, that's why yeah. I'm thinking that they're gonna if they're going to do it, they'll make it like a three pack, and that way they can say they can say, oh hey, here's a reason why you wouldn't buy more than one of the pack anyway, and they'll put in the pilots we know, and then maybe like a generic on the other side because why not? Yeah, and it's like how generic. the fireball has a generic, even though there's only one in existence. <laughs> yeah, right. But the only reason they did that is because they had to sell that as a single. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's, yeah, there's some, there's a couple of pretty good looking ones that they could have for the resistance. Mm-hmm. But then you have to, well, I guess you just buy more tie FOs to make it even. Segwaying back into pickles, <laughs> I I had an idea that I thought would be really great if I had the time and money um, to get a squad of Nantex. Oh. Uh, prime them, and st- or uh, before you prime, them, stick uh, use the green stuff. Roll like the green stuff into a bunch of tiny balls. Stick them all over top of the Nantex. Prime them, and then uh, coat it in green, and then highlight all of the little uh, bumps with a lighter or darker green, and then put a green wash over top. And then you have a squad of pickle Nantex. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I thought you were gonna. Yeah, I thought you were gonna use them as spears to to do pickle spears. <laughs> uh, I thought it'd be an appropriate um, ship shape for pickles. Well, ship shape. <laughs> uh, you, you know that they had um, Wizards of the Coast had miniatures for the Dantex. They're a lot cheaper. You may better buy those instead for a cheaper cost, and repaint those, and then stick them on the on there instead. Where's that? And a website or uh, the Wizards of the Coast, they did a miniatures game for Star Wars. Oh, okay. they did, they did the, and then they also did a Starship version of it as well. And they had the Nantex as one of the ships. You should be able to pick it up cheaper that way. And I think they're like slightly smaller, not much. You probably wouldn't notice the difference in size. They're really close. I, I have a copy of them, I have a couple of those miniatures somewhere. Uh, actually, yeah, they have maybe much everything. I have a friend with one. Uh, yeah. Hey, did you know the public library in town, downtown, has a 3D printer you can use? You just bring your file and be, uh, you pay for the whatever it is, plastic, I guess. Uh, I'm like this close to buying a printer myself. Just from HeroScan. So I had to sell part of my collection to pay some bills a while ago, and now I have the more of the money back, and it's costing more to get, buy back some of the stuff I sold, but I can get it cheaper by just printing oh, it yeah. myself. I may buy that. Yeah. I yeah. remember when they came a few years ago, and I was like, this is freaking... And then I was like, okay, and people started selling stuff on Etsy and everything for like $80 or $60 for this little like five inch thing or whatever. And then you realize how cheap the plastic is. You're well, like, these that, people were just spoiler, ripping people off. That spoiler I mentioned when Krabbuck's talking about it, he, he points out that the price on the website is 13 cents and then mentions that's probably the manufacturer's cost. So <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a markup there. 
Uh, you remind me that there's actually a guy on Etsy that makes some very cheap 3D printed chips. I need to look them up. I had, I bought some stuff from him. The miniatures are in great, great shape and good scale and stuff. And now I need to find out who he is. is it? I, I remember seeing one a while ago with people that made like the, the T85s. Um, or is it the T80s? I can't remember. From Resistance. Uh, uh, T85. Uh, where is it? He... I was gonna, yeah, T eighty doesn't sound right. Now I'm trying to find this guy. I'm on here to to give him a shout out because he actually, I actually asked asked him to make a certain um ship for me because I couldn't find anyone. You know the 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 K fighter, the the Bokasi style of it it had the the cockpit is in the more in the center instead of at the very nose of the ship oh the i wanted uh, I, w- I can't remember the exact name of it but that, i Kimo- wanted that the Kimogila? no the uh the kazarach fighter or something the k fighter oh kirex yes yeah there's another there's like six there's officially six different versions of that ship and they seem, I, FFG chose the ugliest version, in my opinion. But there's another version where they moved the cockpit up to the center of the ship. It looks more like a, an advanced fighter instead of whatever this one is. Anyway, he had no extra charge to me. He made the miniature for me. He said, does this look right to you? He's like, yeah, it does. And he, he printed it off to me and put it on, the, on, on Etsy for everybody. I gotta say, a lot of the Etsy shops, like, the owners are just go out of their way to make you whatever they want. Like, if you want custom stuff, like, just just ask them. Because a lot of the Etsy owners out there are very friendly. I I find, anyway. And I don't feel bad, because I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. What did you say that he had? What was he selling? Uh, he had the Snow Speedos. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, and they're great scale. He had some like X-wing scale. Yes. Well, no, they he made them larger on purpose because they would be a little bit too tiny. They'd be smaller than like the uh, Jedi Starf items. And he three D printed them. Yes. And now I cannot find his page for some reason. I'm hoping he didn't take it down. What, what am I doing? Look in the fortresses. Now I'm just rambling. I, that's okay. Any any like long pauses can always be edited out. Here we go. French fries shop. Sorry, can that you repeat is, that? French fries shop. Fries shop. Yeah, let me put... I'll put the link in the chat. Great stuff, and... He will do custom stuff for you at a, a good price. I mean, he's selling an unpainted snow speedo for eight dollars. Yeah, and, and there's my uh, Kirax light fighter type two, the version I requested from him, and he didn't charge me a markup or anything like to custom make it. He said I'll just put it on the website, and there it is for eight dollars. You can get it cheaper than the official ones right now. Pretty cool. I highly recommend his stuff. Yeah, they look very detailed. 
Yeah, they're not painted, but of course it doesn't matter to me. I'll paint it by myself. Yeah, there's some pretty cool looking stuff on here. I like it. I'm going to open that back up and favorite it. <laughs> Am I... Yep, I'm signed in. Where's the little heart favorite shop? There you go. Bam. Uh, before we kind of um, stop talking about uh, painting here, uh, let's get more of a visual idea. What kind of paints do you use? Like, do you use the, the Games Workshop paints? Is there another type of hobby paint that you prefer? What kind of... Is there a specific type of brush, or is it kind of whatever you have? I uh, I have mostly Citadel, and that's just because I got a good deal on it from my local shop. And when I was supposed was getting into painting my own stuff for Imperial Assault, it's like I want to support my local store, and that's what he had. And um, But also, I, I buy a lot of the Apple Barrel stuff from Walmart now. If I need a certain call my thing is, I hate mixing colors. I don't, it really annoys me. It's like, I don't want to mix this custom color here and not get the exact match the next time I need it. So I will, if I need a slightly different shade of a color, I would just buy it straight up. And all the time that comes from the apple barrels, unless I can't find that color. A huge bottle for 50 cents. The only problem is sometimes it's thinned down too much. And I had to put extra layers on it, but I don't care. It's it's it, it works pretty well. The main thing you have to watch out for sometimes it can actually rub off if you're not careful. So I have a sealant that I spray on it to keep it from chipping off. Yeah, you normally when I'm happy with something, I have to seal it. Yeah, the the, yeah, the only problem I have with the apple barrel paints is it chips more than the other ones. Yeah, but, and that's one of the reasons I prime too. Is this because mm-hmm. um, sometimes when you're just painting right over the base factory paint, sometimes the paint scrapes easily. And um, I know a lot of people say to thin your paints. And I agree, especially if you don't know what you're doing, you should. But I, I've, maybe it's the paint. I'm lucky with the paint that I got. Um, so, uh, yeah, people have told me that. I don't my paint that much. I don't I'm not very... Sorry. Sorry. Can you can you uh, bef- just go back a sec? How do you thin your paints? Uh, well, that's what I'm getting to. Is that I? Oh, rarely, sorry, sorry. I rarely thin my paints. Oh, I thought. Sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you said it's the it's a it's I'm the saying, recommended thing. Yeah, it's the recommended that you should thin your paints to like a milky consistency. On like a, um, you have a certain setup to wear like a damp cloth in a in a like a bowl or a plastic container. And uh-huh. thin your paint in that. You put like a dab of the your paint there, drag it away a little bit, and thin the paint out a little bit, and then you put it on the miniature. Are you just like are you just using water or? Uh, yeah. But the thing is, I I rarely do that. Okay. And I, you're not supposed to. I mean, you're supposed to thin it, but I don't. I just apply it differently to where I don't need to thin it. Like if I know oh. pay, if I paint it on there, I'll notice like oh this, um, like the my um, the, I want to call it the crack of it the 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 panels and stuff like it's it's too thick in a spot. Then I'll go back over with the brush and clean it. Okay, I do, and it's been working well for me most of the time, just to do that. 
Is that I found, I, like I'm not a really good painter, but I I I had read that, and then I I just found I was wasting it. Like you take a little dab. I, I mean, they're very tiny ships. Okay. I don't need that much paint, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's what I say. I I think people should do the. They should thin their paints until they figure out when it's okay not to. But on the default, if you don't know if you need to thin it, thin it. It's it's better to put on have to put on more coats of paint rather than um, covering your mineral your miniature in it and it looking bad because of that because like you can't see like the uh, the panel lines or anything. Do you have any recommendations if I've screwed one up and it's all globby and really thick and chunky looking and I don't like it? Yeah, you can buy a degree. So um, I have actually cleaned models out using a um, not an exacto knife, but it was like a a um, the knife that you use whenever you get like have miniatures with um, nubs. I would call, but when from the sprues and stuff, when you have to clean the edges of them, because I I walk, I play with Gundams too, so I'm I'm that's well I don't do Warhammer, I do Gundams. But um, yeah, they always clean the the lines and the nubs off and stuff where you cut them off the sprues. I've used that to clean out panel lines on ships, and I put too much paint on. You just scrape along the, the the crack around there, or just take the take the layer off of the paint where you got it too thick with the knife, and go back right. over and paint it. That's what I've done if I put it on too thick. Is okay. just clean that whole area. But yeah, if the whole model is too thick, then dunk it in some of the paint stripper. But be careful of what kind you use because there's some. That will eat the model. Uh, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, like especially like a, an X-wing. You know, you've got those really thin guns. You wouldn't want to bend them or melt them a bit. No, I just uh, I have a big purple of degreaser from Walmart. Um, yeah. So it's not as uh, not as potent as like a regular paint stripper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky. I feel like I haven't gotten to the point where I had to dunk a whole miniature yet. I don't actually own any of that stuff yet. <laughs> so, but again, I'm, I'm like cautious a little bit about that. And if I do, I just, I, I keep an eye on a paint that on a ship I just painted and like, see if I put it on too thick. If I did, I immediately get that knife out and clean it. Or if it's still wet, I take the, I clean the brush and pick it back up with the brush before it dries. So, yeah, I, I rarely don't notice it by the paints. So. Yeah. And we had a we had a couple questions in the chat like how do you seal your finished uh your finished paint and I personally use Rustoleum matte um spray. Same the clear matte, yeah, the same one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which reminds me actually I got some mineral mineral still that I need to spray that on. I haven't done that yet. Cuz you let the wash dry and it's like I don't need to touch it now. Well, like overnight, and then I forget to spray it <laughs> afterwards. But yeah, I need to do that. And then you hit it with your fingernail when you're playing, and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, well, what's actually happened for me more is that it hits one of my other miniatures and it scratches the paint off and they touch each other in the box. That's what's gotten me more instead of touching the miniature itself. But yeah, it's always good to seal it just to make sure that the paint doesn't look. It could still come off, but it's a, a lot less likely to do that. And another warning about spraying that matte clear, 
Um, if you're not careful, if the weather's like not right outside, you could actually put like a fog look on your miniature. Oh. Like you spray it on there too thick, that clear stuff, or the weather's not right, it'll ruin your entire paint. I've done that before, and I was pissed at that point. I spent like a few hours painting that. It was an Imperial Assault miniature, and it would just look like like it was in fog at that point because I did not. I either I didn't shake the can well enough, or, or it was too cold outside, and it ruined the miniature. I had to um, quickly clean the miniature off with the with a toothbrush and repaint it. At that point, ah, uh, it sucks. So a note to everyone out there to shake your can really well and, and maybe have a, spare, have a spare miniature to do a test spray on. That's what I do. Yeah. I have one of my miniatures that I'm not that's like already broken from my collection that I bought. And if I'm worried the weather's bad or something, I'll do a test spray on that miniature. And if it looks good, then I know I can spray the mat on them. So yeah, or turn on, um, set up a bunch of fans and spray it in the laundry room and close the door. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I've done that in the basement and it's it. Inst- I just have it creep up the stairs sometimes. I try to do it outside when I can, but sometimes the weather won't let you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and then you just ex- hope that nobody finds out and yells at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I live by myself, so I don't have to worry about that. So kind of going off of what we have painted, is there something that you don't really feel like painting or you have painted that you really want to see AMG um, make a certain altart of? Um, what do you mean? Like I repainted um, like an official paint job but they haven't shown that off? Is that what you mean? Yeah, so like for instance, um, let's say the Hera B-Wing. Like, a bunch of people have already painted that, um, the prototype B-Wing, before it came out. Yeah. Is there, like, an official paint job that you want them to, to see them do for a search ship? Oh, you mean, like, um, like, they're going to actually do their own official version of it, and somehow to me paint it, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the first thing that came to mind was the Etta 2 for Anakin. It seems like it's a pretty obvious that they're going to probably do him. And that yeah. paint. But I've already got that one painted. So, speaking of which, I have, I bought like seven or eight of the Jedi Starfighters and like four of the Etta 2s to get them repainted and match all the pilots. That was fun. Um, I'm sure there's some other pilots I'd like to get official ones. I can't think off the top of my head. Because usually my default is if I know I'm going to fly it soon, I'll go ahead and get it repainted as soon as possible. Yeah, those Jedi have some cool some cool designs. I think my favorite design was Mace Windu. Oh, yeah. I It looks so good. The one that I got especially got painted up. I like the design on that. But yeah, I, my my default would be Anakin in the edit two. I wish they, I hope they do that for everyone else else's sake, so they can have the Anakin that matches that. Yeah, and the and Yoda, of course. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, that's a, that would I, have to be smaller. I could see them maybe doing that as like a convention exclusive. Oh, that would get sold out so quick. Yeah. Just because uh, it would be a different size and everything. I don't know if they'd make a different mold just because it's already tiny as it is. Yeah. Well, if they did, they probably would scale up a little bit. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And so for me, uh, it might be the uh, Asajj's Banshee for the Shadowcaster. Oh, for, for I the forgot Lantern. about that. I got, I got to get a second Lancer to get that painted. Yeah, I only have one myself. I painted I painted up a Lancer for uh, the, I had a second copy of a Lancer. They're like, oh, I don't need this one. I'll give it as a stream prize. Um, for what was that? I can't remember the name of the planet. And then now you remind me of why I kept the second one. It was going to be the Banshee. So now I have to buy another one for that now. <sighs> yeah, some of the big ships are really fun to paint. I oh, yeah. I have one Falcon that I have stripped and repainted three times. Oh. Um, just because uh, it was when I was a beginner, and then one, one looked okay. And then I was like, I don't like that anymore, and I started over again. Uh, cold hard facts. Actually, the large ships are the easiest ones to paint. Yeah, a lot. Because you have such a large surface area that you can make, you can stick to like two or three colors, and then have like a small, another color that just goes in the small areas to pop the the um, the details out. And, and if there is a spot that you don't like, you can always, like you said, get a toothbrush and some degreaser and just rub that part out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, I guess the hardest part would be trying to do straight lines, but then the trade-off is you can get blue masking tape and make those lines. It's yeah, a lot easier to make the lines. That's what I did. I put a, a silver line on the outside of my Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I ended up getting a... And a, a little 3D printed escape craft from District Foundry with one of my orders from them and put it at the front so now I can use it as a scum falcon. Nice. And, I, and I got a, and I have it matte black with a silver stripe around the outside. I wanted to paint the the firebird from the, the Trans Am, the big firebird on the on the Trans Am car. Oh. I wanted to paint that on there, but it it's really complicated for a miniature. Yeah, that's um, why I, I if I try to stick to the simple stuff. I'll experiment slowly on stuff, but the big de- detailed stuff I try to just avoid that for now myself. I think I would need a someone else to do it. Yeah, that's you could get a water decal made on that stuff too. Or um, what I thought about doing too is that you just literally print out it out like the design or whatever and cut out the shape and like lay it on the miniature somehow and get a spray can and and put the details out there's um lambolo has actually commissioned me to make a gsp style falcon and my plan is to put a big letter g on top of the falcon and i'm gonna i'm gonna, gonna be first time doing this i'm gonna test it out I'm gonna Turn out a large little G, cut it out, put it on the top of the, the Falcon, and get a, an orange spray can and spray paint the, the letter on it. 
and see if that works. But yeah, like um, cold hard facts. Actually, like if you want it, the large ships are a good way to practice stuff too, because it you have more space to work with on them, and it's easier to spot if you make a mistake as well, just because of the large surface area. I've pr that's where I practice a lot of my tricks and stuff that I try is on the large base ships. So, yeah, and don't be afraid to experiment on, on stuff. And if you're really worried about it, do on the underbelly of the ship. Test it there first. They won't see it if you screw up. So. Yeah, uh, before we move on, Dave, is there any ships that you really want to see um, repainted in a certain way from AMG? I would like repaints on, on some of the ships that have never had any. Thinking of the all the Fang Fighter, for one. A different color would be nice. Or, I guess the X-Wing, there was the uh, Saw's Renegade X-Wings, but I, I kind of like the the blue X-Wing, like they're blue-striped from, was it Rogue One? Yep. Instead of the orange yep. stripe, I like that. I know that's very simple, but just stuff like the that. Gun, the Gunbolt... The, the gunboat, um, its official colors, were, uh, its original colors were like black and red, weren't they, from the video game? Like the LAT gunboat? The the, um, the Alpha class. The um, oh, the the Starwing. Yes. Okay. That'd actually be interesting because they they went with the more Imperial Gray version of the Force release, and if they did the video game version of it. For the second edition release, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that make the first one even more money on eBay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or, uh, release a, release another K wing with a different paint scheme. Uh, SCG's colors would be cool. That reminds me, I need to get one of my K wings repainted. Then actually, I am that's behind on repaints with some stuff. Just probably because I haven't flown them yet. I haven't thought of it. That's another one I only have one of. Is the K wing. Yeah, me That's... too. They're they're hard to get now. I have yeah. four of them, I think. And that's probably part of it was from collections I got secondhand. And one of mine snapped when I first got it, and FFG sent me a replacement for free, which is nice. I could probably glue, I wonder if I glue that back together. This probably could. I I remember um, what ship did I buy? I think it was the ARC-170. It, it completely, it had a gun completely missing. Ooh. Like on the one of the wings. I was like, that's kind of neat. I could like put smoke and like fire on it and a repaint. I was like, no, I just gave it back to the store. And got <laughs> <one>. <laughs> it's like, that's an interesting thing to be missing. Anyway, that's, um, that's kind of what I had for questions for for painting. Is there anything that you kind of want to conclude that might be important to know? For painting? We kind of went over a lot. Yeah, uh, I guess I kind of mentioned it before. Don't be afraid to experiment on stuff. Just um, and like have an extra miniature on hand. You don't care if it to to mess with, or if you don't want to use an X-wing miniature, just buy like a bucket of like the army men or something. And just test stuff on there. Yeah, and the because, Dungeons and Dragons minis are cheap too. Yes. Then those are really because they're already like pre-primed for you. I was gonna say too. that pre-primed, yeah. 
that you don't even have to worry about spray paint. Mm hmm Yeah, I'm I'm still I still feel like I'm a, a novice on this stuff. Probably maybe like maybe in the middle. And I don't I don't have the time to try to get better and I still I feel pretty good most of the time with what I do. Some of this stuff I wish I could go back and repaint. Like I got some Power Ranger miniatures that I need to go back and repaint. Because it's not a good idea to for white paint. If you have white paint to put a lot of null oil on it, because it makes it look really bad, use it sparingly on white paint. That's my hint. <laughs> it does not... Yeah, it just makes it great, doesn't it? Well, also, if you um, if you put on, like, different layers of the white paint, too, it can, like, show layers. Like, you like like, oh, I went back over this one spot twice with the white paint. And now the null oil shows I did that. It makes it look bad. Which is why I think a lot of people have trouble painting like um, Stormtroopers and Legion. Because if you're doing that, the null oil will show your mistakes easier on that white paint. <clears throat> I've, I've seen some videos on that, and then you go back and repaint the white parts a lot. Yes, and you have to do that a lot. It's easier to use a pin wash. But yeah. you take the thin a thin brush dip it in that wash and it's put it only in the, the cracks and stuff of the miniature and the recess. Don't dunk your whole miniature and I'll make it pop a lot better. And then you still had to highlight the white after that as well. And then, yes. Yeah. Well, you don't have to do as much of it when you pin wash. Yeah, as long as you're patient with all the cr uh, cracks and, and mm -hmm. doing all that, it's, uh, it takes time. I think that's one of the reasons I never really got into Legion is just all the a bunch of it is just the same figure over and over. I like doing one unique thing at a time. I had a whole squad painted up of Legion for one game and I before I even played. And I played one game and I thought, this game's okay. <laughs> and then I haven't played it since then. It's also a lot more setup and a lot more time to play. Yeah, so it's a lot more commitment if you're gonna be there at a game. Well, I like Amada. Be there for one game at most. Yeah, I like Amada. I like it a lot more, and they take about the same amount to play. It's just I think they scratch the itches. Amada and X-wing, I like them better than Legion, but I get why people like Legion. Yeah, we'll kind of segue off to a little bit about your. Um, adventures with Marcel as, uh, <laughs> um, in the XTC because you are on there. Are you um, on there as a substitute or on yes. there? Okay. Yeah. So how many games have you had to play? Um, I've played two. Okay. I, I played. Uh, let's see. This last week I played the full total on Sydney City Space Slugs. On those stream, I and um, I lost that game, but um, I I I kind of like said like, throw me to the wolves. That's my job as a sub. If you got it, uh, make me pair up because I was playing a list that I hadn't played before. Is it? Two Who did you have to, whose list did you have to play? Um, it was Supernatural Kylo and Von Rick, and that was um, okay. You're playing Doug House. Okay. Yes, and that's not my style of list. And um, 
It's not one you can just pick up. <laughs> no, and Kenneth um, Lyon is the other sub, and he had a play that week too. And the other list that he was um, playing, he already had experience with. He already subbed for that list already. And um, so, like, he, of course, he's going to go and play that one. And I, I played the other list. But in the week before, I played um, Resistance uh, for Carson. <clears throat> and I won that match. And let's see, who, who streamed that one? Why am I forgetting? It was Nickel City. Excellent. Okay. Shout out to Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he streamed that game. And somehow I pulled that off against a Republic Swarm before Hog. And how did you like Flying Carson's list? That's a really cool list that he's got with Lulo. Uh, uh, yeah, I um, bullship lists are my thing lately. That um, so it, I I did not have any practice with that list beforehand. I used my default setup for four ship lists in that matchup, and I feel pretty happy about it because Carson he said that I stole part of what you did. For my next match, he used part of my setup and stuff in the next match. He's been playing that list since Worlds 2019, or variations of that list. So it's nice to hear him say, "Hey, I liked how you flew that, despite me not playing it at all." I, I think it's gotten better despite Lulu going up. So oh yeah, Lulu, uh, Lulu's lost some toys, but Pose also gained toys, and so has Rose. Yeah, well, I think Lulu's still always been good. It's a ZZ outshone Lulo. That's it. It's just that it's it's a lot riskier to play Lulo because if you get stressed you turn into an attack shuttle. Yeah, but for um for still having the I five and the ability to throw three dice all the time if you want. Mm-hmm. And with the lone wolf on there it's pretty clutch. I like it a lot. I don't know if I'd be brave enough to fly it myself just because it I mean, I have a very similar looking list that I want to play, so maybe I would. I I replaced Lulo with uh, another X-Wing, like Bastion. Oh, um, Bastion's awesome. <clears throat> but yeah, I would try it. It's been a long time since I've flown Lulo, though. Well, you could probably sub in ZZ pretty easy and, and fly it that way. Put Procket ZZ, and there you go. Save yourself a point, actually, too, and fly it like that. Yeah, and how is it um, contr- uh, like in this um, meta with with Poe? How do you how do you keep him alive? Uh, you probably just have the um, have the rest of your list screen for him. They say you want to shoot it at Poe. Okay, you got to get through us, and that's what would be my recommendation. And that's kind of what I did in that game. I had. Poe be the flank, um, Lulo be the bait, and then Jess and Rose kind of just about joust. Jess and Rose always seem to do their own thing in that list. I love watching him play it. But yeah, maybe did uh did Greg upload that game that you did? I think so. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it should be on YouTube by now. He usually posts it within a day. But yeah, what you see there is my default full ship setup if I have a flanker in it, which was, in this case, uh, Lulo. But I'd use it more as bait. Yeah, I love love me some 
resistance. Yeah, I'll have to find that later. My my main lists I do are Rebel, Republic, and Foe. Oh yeah, you were mentioning your um Rebel list, your four lists, uh Rebel list earlier, but I was too I ignorant all- to ask you what it is. <laughs> I play all the factions, but those are my three mains. Um, <clears throat> right now, I have Wedge and the X-Wing, and an I-4 Rogue E-Wing with Proton Torpedoes, R-3, and Power Control. Jake with Rockets, and then AP-5 with Leia. That is doesn't have Hera in it, but sounds really good. I, I tried to find a way to make Hera walk in there, but then I lost too much. I lost the proc the the Prockets and Leia, and I'm like, no, I have my only I only have two guys who can really deal damage in this list. I need Jake with the threat of the Prockets, so I I turned it back. I took that back off, so I went back to that list. I like Ahsoka more than Hera, honestly, but then. I also I want my A wings to be flanking, not being a support ship. So it yeah. doesn't fit how I want to fly the list. <clears throat> but I mean, uh, one of the popular builds I've seen is Ahsoka with proton rockets and instinctive aim. Mm-hmm. That's not. Don't have to worry about taking the focus. Oh yeah, that that's pretty good. I like extreme maneuvers, Ahsoka with concussion missiles. That's the version I've been flying. You think you're safe, and then, oh, here, I'm going to do one hard, and then, well, I'm going to lock you, and then do a one hard, and just light you up. And just the fact that they gave her three force is just so good. Yes. Just, I have they gave her a big upgrade. I mean, I still love her in the uh, Aether Sprite, but still. She's, uh, she's really good. Anyway, so you've been having fun with the XTC there. Uh, are you getting... Uh, what's the next um, GSP event? Are you planning to be ahead of, uh, part of that one? Um, well, I guess, yeah. Let's we'll see. That's in August. That's um, is that Jetta or is that t- tattooing? I honestly can't tell you. I don't know. I ha- I've lost uh, track. My wife well, has actually uh, uh, been keeping track of everything on her calendar. <laughs> <laughs> she she watches all the the events with me. I'll pull it up real quick. But yes, I am playing in it. Whichever one it is. It's Jeddah, August 4th. I mean, August 7th is Jeddah. And then September 4th is Tatooine. So I was half correct. It was one of the two. But I don't know what I'm right. going to play in that yet. Well, good luck either way. I managed to sneak into top 16 with the, the five HMPs. I, and that's pretty much all I have practice with at this point. So that might be what I'm flying in November. But We'll see if I pick anything else up. Yeah, I'll, I'll be playing in LSO, the Lone Star Open here this weekend. Are you bringing your rebels to that one? Uh, no. <laughs> it's not. It's uh, hyperspace. Oh, that's so, right. No e wings. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If um a was here, then um oh just yeah one of the two um I guess he would talk about it more. But yeah, it's hyperspace, and I already have the list picked out. But I'm not, I'm not going to mention it here. Well, I guess I could. From what I understand from the player numbers, it's going to be around the, only around 30 people for both days. Okay. And the top 42 make the cut. And I've already talked to Brent, and he's not going to change 
than the round structure or the top cut structure. At this okay, level. so everybody might make it in. Yeah, I think basically everyone's going to make it in the top cut. So it doesn't really matter if I were to say what. Well, it's nice that everybody's going to get prizes at least, <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah, well, um, funny thing, I will be um, providing a prize myself for everybody because um, for understandable reasons, Brent is not going to do any participation cards for him. He's trying to, he doesn't want to get like in trouble with anything from doing all arts. He was mentioning that last, when he was, he was on the last episode, he was mentioning that, yeah. Yeah. So I, I already talked to him, and I said, well, if I hand out my own stuff, would that be okay? And it's like, yeah, so long he's not the one doing it, it he's fine with it. And um, I posted it in uh, your Discord. I have an alt art of Django Fett flying through Camino in the rain using the actual... Yeah, that looks, looks great. And you can see Obi-Wan's Aether Sprite in the background chasing him. Um, but yeah, I ha um, I guess I don't know, there's maybe too much of a tangent at this point <clears throat> about the cards and stuff, how I, why I make them and stuff. But I don't know if you want to address that right now or not. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, well, I, I run the um, XVT, the X-Wing Virtual Tournaments, on Vassal and now TTS. And um, I have a Patreon that's set up to help me run the, the events and stuff. And that card, along with all the others, is what I give to my patrons. And so the, what I'm giving away as prizes, partly to promote my events, and also um, because I wanted to help the community and stuff, have everyone, have, uh, everyone that shows up is at least going to get something I at least get a card. I know everyone's going to get in the thermal detonators tokens, and like, well, now everyone's going to get a card too. So, actually, what? season fourteen of the XVT has already started as of yesterday, and it's like a one round, one game around a week event style, and people can play on Vassal or TTS. We do. We alternate between normal tournaments and custom ones, and we're doing a custom one right now. So, okay. if anyone's interested, you can message me for the link to the to my Discord for that. Yeah, for any future events, absolutely. And you can always send me a link, and I can always post it with the podcast when it goes up as well. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's awesome. I do like the Django Fett card a lot. All right. I'm very so, happy with it. I, I only thing I do is take the photo, and then I have a buddy of mine actually make the card itself, and he does a great job with that kind of stuff. I have one with um, the Falcon and Bespin as well that I'm really happy that he did. It's flying through the clouds, getting shot at by a tie fighter. Yeah, I like his style for the icons as well, for the attack and defense and mm -hmm. hull and shield. Like It's very simple, but it looks great. I might steal that. <laughs> yeah, it has a nice sharp edge to it, doesn't it? The the the, the text and stuff on there. I like how it does that. All right. Well, that's kind of uh, everything I got. Is there? Um, <laughs> I know that we kind of dived into boring old X-wing. Yeah. Is is there any other? You've uh, you've made a few shoutouts, but is there any other uh, big shoutouts that you wanted to make before we um, 
and the cast here? Uh, shout out to Stay on Target. So my um, that's my local group, Gordon and stuff. That's that's um, local players and stuff. I don't know when they're going to do the next podcast. They don't. I don't find out until they do it. <laughs> we'll see. Um, shout out to you guys. Let me on. Awesome. Shout, out, shout out to Gold Squadron podcast. They really help keeping the community going. And absolutely, and that was a. Uh, I'll, I'll briefly mention this past weekend. If you were able to watch the streams, there was he was raising for a, a charity. I'm, I'm going to blank on the name right now, but it's about getting. Uh, kids, kids' instruments for for their schools, so that they have something like um, whether it be strings, brass, or whatever kind of instrument. So he helped organize a, and a lot of people put their hard-earned money into helping this cause. And with his backed-up, like GSP, uh, Patreon, and Twitch uh, funds, we raised over ten thousand dollars for it. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, See, they so, got halfway through it. Halfway, it was a the initial goal was three thousand dollars, and they and got to like fifteen hundred before this before round one even started. We got halfway there before round one even started. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna blank on the name right now. I know I put the the meme seventeen dollars uh, and seventeen cents in there. <laughs> it was it one string. It's not enough to go off of. If, I wonder if it's still on the on the donate page for Twitch. Possibly, yeah. You're listening to the Google Search podcast here on Forest Moon Radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can see what he's watching if you go to the uh, <laughs> Twitch. Yeah. Well, not, uh, not if you're listening anytime after right now. It's the, uh, uh, we were donating for the fundraiser for the Vandercook College of Music's One City String Program, Thanks. which was a uh, college in Chicago that was uh, all about getting kids the ability to actually afford to play an instrument. And not just borrow one all the time. It was it was pretty incredible that everybody pulled together and put a bunch of money into that. And we had some really big donations. There was some people donating over a thousand dollars. I know Isofane gave five hundred. I think he did. I think it was five hundred. Yeah, there were some very generous people on there. So yeah, shout out to GSP, of course. From me as well. Uh, did you have any other um, quick shout outs at all? Sorry, uh, I didn't think of one now. No, you, I think that was the end of it. I'm sure I'll probably think of something else after the fact, but I can't think of anything else right now. Yeah, that always happens. <laughs> any shout outs from you this week, Dave? Uh, no, just thanks to our guest for coming on, and uh, say hi to Justice when you see him live in person. You'll see him before we get to talk to him again. And everybody, uh, yep. uh, check out the LSO on stream this weekend. 
Yep, Will Hegwood will be streaming it for Dion because Dion will be graduating that weekend. Well, lots of congrats then. Mm-hmm. I I kind of want to bring a ship to that's repainted as a prize, as a, a surprise. A surprise prize for stream, but I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it or not. We'll see. I may paint something up for it. Well, I'll send this podcast to Brent, and then I'll hold you to it. <laughs> well, it's going to be surprised if I if I do it or not. I guess I want <laughs> to, but I have to get a lot of stuff ready because actually, like after uh, LSO, I have another convention, like. A day and a half after I get back home from this one to go to for HeroScape, of course. So I have a lot of I have to prep for two events this weekend, basically. So I have to see if I have time to paint that. But now that I'm talking about it, I kind of want to do it. So I may end up doing it anyway. Oh. What what ship it's going to be? I don't know. I'll see what I have in the uh, what looks good for the event. Maybe I want to do something uh, USA themed, maybe or Texas themed. I don't know. I have to see what would look good like that. So, just leave the ship alone and just put a giant belt and be- belt buckle on it. Give it a ten <laughs> gallon hat. There you go. Well, you can thank us, folks, for giving Tommy the motivation to paint an extra ship. Yep, you guys get the sneak peek. Everyone else is going to be shocked um, come Saturday when I walk in with a, a, a ship. So, yeah. Well, Maybe uh, if you guys have an idea what it should be, you can let me uh, know. What speaks Texas to you there, Dave? What kind of ship? Uh, an oil ship? A quad jumper. Quad jumper, sure, sure. I generally, when I think of Texas, I think of big things or or Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is probably something you guys haven't seen. I do have a spare decimator. Yeah, paint it up to look like a nice big steak. <laughs> uh, do I have Do I have a spare set of miniature horns somewhere? I can make it look like a bowl and put the horns on there, but I don't know if I sure. have any. Yeah, I don't know if I have any spare miniatures. That was, I don't have any green stuff to paint to make one either. I don't know. We'll see. Now you got me thinking. Now I may want to paint that decimator. Yeah, that'd be a big prize too. Yes, that's one of the biggest ships in the game. Perfect. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Well, there we go. It's going to be a decimator. If I have something to make it look like a bull, I will. If not, maybe I'll do like a Lone Star theme on it. And we have a nice surface to paint like a, a star pattern. We'll see. <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Well, and thank you, everyone that's been uh, listening to this episode live and anyone listening in the future. Uh, and thank you so much for coming on, Tommy. It's been a pleasure. Yep. Thanks. And thank you, Dave, for being you. Oh, no problem. Anytime. <laughs>
Well, King, that means we can say this case is closed. <laughs>